Hey everyone, and welcome to the Rookie Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today for episode 17. Okay, I'm just going to come out and say it full transparency mode here. Guys, I hadn't planned on doing this episode today. Yes, of course, this was going to eventually be something that I talk about, but I've had some technical difficulties with my past two interviews, and I've got to get the bugs worked out before I can continue. So what I'm doing today instead is coming at you with a speech that I recently did for a MOPS group here in my Houston area. And honestly, I really wish I had the live audio from this talk because it was so powerful and it was just so inspiring to be around this group of women who are just hungry for people to lead and inspire and encourage them. But in the meantime, my fabulous rookie tribe, I did not want to leave you in radio silence. So what I'm going to be doing is bringing you my presentation on being perfectly imperfect. So I hope you're excited about this today because I'm super pumped to be sharing this message with you. But if this is your first time joining us, Welcome, and I want to tell you some of the other fun things that we do here at The Rookie Life. We focus on what it means to start something new, even when you have no idea where to begin, how to develop new skills in all areas of your life, and how to find that it factor that'll keep you motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. Hey rookies, and welcome back to episode 17. Before we dive right into the awesome program today, I wanted to let you know a couple of things. The first thing I wanted to say is I wanted to remind you that we always provide the show notes for each episode. So if you're ever interested in learning more about one of our guests, then please visit crystalprofit.com slash podcast. It's crystal with a K, profit with two F's and two T's, and check out any of the show notes that we have going on for the week. You can find people's social media links for our guests, and you can follow along in their journey. The next thing I wanted to remind you is to be sure and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you don't miss any future episodes. There are some awesome things coming around the corner, and I cannot wait to share them with you. And while you're at it, please rate and review the show. It takes like two seconds. We just recently did our first giveaway and it was such a fun experience. And in the future, we're going to be choosing random reviewers to receive some really cool Rookie Life merchandise. You can leave a star rating between one and five stars and please feel free to leave a comment on what you think of the show. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get some really cool stuff because... Who knows what the prize will be next time. Okay, so now that we've gotten all of that jazz out of the way, let me jump right into the talk I gave about being perfectly imperfect. Okay, rookies, let's go back to the full transparency of what is actually happening here today. So I had this whole schedule and everything planned out for two episodes to happen before anything like this ever occurred. And you know what? Sometimes life throws you curveballs and you just have to roll with it, right? 
So what we're doing today is I wish I had the live recording of a talk I gave recently, but we don't. So you know what? We're just going to roll with it. What I'm going to be doing is I'm basically going to be reenacting an entire speech that I just gave to a group of moms, which if you've never heard of MOPS, M-O-P-S, that is Mothers of Preschoolers. And what I did is I was asked to come speak to this group of mamas who are hungry for encouragement and inspiration. And everything turned out so awesome and it was so receptive and these women were just so kind to me. And I could tell that the things that I said were exactly what they needed to hear. And I just have this feeling on my heart that maybe it's what you need to hear today too. So if you're not a mom or if you're not a woman in general, then maybe some of these things don't apply to you and that's okay. But please to stay on because some of the things in here said today may apply to the women in your life. Maybe your wife needs to hear this today. Maybe your mom needs to hear this today. But please just stay tuned and bear with me. So today I'm coming to you and letting you know that you are perfectly imperfect. So what do I mean by that and how exactly does that apply to who you are? Well, to understand that fully, you kind of have to know who I am and what I'm all about because I'm sure you're asking yourself, well, who is this chick and what what does she have in common with me? So first of all, who am I? Some of the titles that I carry are my personal titles. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. I'm an entrepreneur. These are the ways that I would introduce myself if we met at a party or at the park or anywhere at church. You would want to know, well, I'm Seth's wife. Noah, Nicholas, Neelan, I'm their mom. Jesse and Nanette, I'm their daughter. Jeremy and Jesse, I'm their sister. Yes, I know, there are a lot of Jessies in our family. We actually have four Jessies in our family. It's very confusing for everybody. Trust me, it was a crazy childhood growing up too. But these are the things, you know, I'm so-and-so's friend. I'm an entrepreneur. These are the titles that I hold on a personal level. Who am I professionally? I'm a writer, I'm a blogger, I'm a speaker, and I'm a podcaster. I would say first and foremost, I'm a writer because that is what has brought me to all the other things that I'm doing today. I just picked up writing one day because basically I couldn't ignore this need to write any longer. It was like it was seeking me out and it wanted me to find it. And so basically I started writing and I haven't stopped ever since. I think I started around five years ago. And just doing some personal journaling. And here we are today. I've written a book. I'm thinking about writing other books. I blog. I just, basically you can't shut me up. So there we go. That's who I am. And then the next set of titles that I have. So I've given you my personal titles, my professional titles. And to go along with the P names, we'll call it the parenting titles. But let's be honest. The titles for moms and dads don't always line up together, right? So some of the titles I've held as a mom are room mom, chauffeur, chef, the cleaning lady, the laundry service, the meal prepper, the expert 
Pinterest failure? Can I get an amen for the people who do not do Pinterest projects well? Oh my gosh, Like this is me. You put two pictures up together. One of them is, okay, this is what it's supposed to look like. And the other one is, Okay, that's that's your version, not so much. That's basically that, you know, hashtag epic fail. Yeah, that's mine. That is my project 100%. But anyway, the list goes on and on of all the titles we hold as moms and as parents. But the last title and the one that I really, really want to focus on today is I'm a recovering perfectionist. That's my last P of the four P's. I'm an overcomer of perfection. And I want to really dive into this today because like I said, the title of this is You Are Perfectly Imperfect. And I really want you to embrace that. So that's a little bit about who I am. But what do you and I have in common? Well... We have our experiences. So the first thing I want to talk about is, have you ever been late because of your children? Right? Have you ever been running late? You know, you're trying to grab everything. You got the diaper bag. You got the grocery list. You have your bag or your purse or your wallet or your clutch or whatever you have. Then you have to have the right blankie to get out the door. Right? Or you grab the wrong Lego for the drive to the grocery store. You have to have all these things. And then... Throw on top of that, you have soccer practice, you have basketball practice, you have your after-school activities, you have to make sure you are at that birthday party on time because it's starting and you don't want to miss cake because you will hear about it forever if you miss that birthday cake, okay? Like, this is just, like, the life of a mom. Like, if you ever see a mom who's just, like, frantic and crazy, and it's probably me. It's probably me. I used to be on time for everything. I used to be early, for everything. Now, not so much. I have three kids, okay? Do you know how many Legos and toys and snacks? Oh my God, we haven't even started talking about snacks, but oh my gosh, the snacks that you have to have in the car available at all times to avoid any kind of catastrophe. (sighs) So running late, running behind schedule. If that's not you, please share your secrets with me, okay? Like I said, I used to be a punctual person. Not anymore. You and I have to deal with kids throwing fits. Oh my gosh. Like the screaming and everything involved with just... (sighs) You picked the wrong cup, mom. You picked the wrong cup. And now, little dude is completely bawling his eyes out. You would have thought you just slammed his hand in a door. And he's freaking out because you did not get the right Paw Patrol cup. You know what I'm talking about. I see you. You're nodding along in the car. Yes, that is you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Or you're in Target. And I love this illustration because it just, I was that judgy mom. With my first two children, I would see someone throwing, their kid is just freaking out and they're just throwing a fit and they're going crazy. And I'm like, man, that I just, you know, she just must not be a good mother. Right? That's so awful. And you know what happened? God punished me. He handed me my third child and said, here you go. Good luck with this one. Okay? Because my third child is the one. (sighs) Hang on. Just let me collect my thoughts here real fast. Because I said this wouldn't be me. 
I always said this would never be me. This wouldn't be my child that did this. But I have picked him up off of the floor in Target in the middle of the aisle, and it looks like I am kidnapping this child. He is kicking me. He's punching me. He's screaming, no, stop, freaking out. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like people are staring at me. They're looking at me. They're thinking, holy crap, should we go intervene? Is this woman, like, is that really her kid? What's going on? So, yes, we've had to deal with kids throwing fits. We definitely have that in common. We have to deal with kids throwing up. Oh, my gosh. Like, and really, like, throwing up just doesn't even cover it. But there's some other really disgusting things that I could have said in place of kids throwing up. But you get the picture, right? Why don't we get this disclaimer whenever we are, you know, about to be handed a brand new baby? You just think, oh, diapers, you know, got to change a stinky diaper. Like, it's all cute if you call it stinky, right? Mm-hmm, it's a shoey diaper. Then they get older, and you have to deal with throw-up or stomach bugs that come around. And you remember when you were a kid, and you would get sick, something would happen, and you would, you know, maybe puke in the middle of the night, and then this fairy would come and clean everything up, and then it was, you know, A-okay, That fairy was your mom, okay? You need to go back and tell her, thank you, mama, for cleaning up after my nasty butt because this is disgusting, okay? I've had to clean up so many gross bodily fluids and functions and oh, oh, it's just, I don't even want to talk about it anymore, okay? But you, you, you understand what I'm saying, right? We have this in common. Another thing is, oh, this is so funny. It's so embarrassing, but it's true. I spill coffee a lot. Guys, I spill way too much coffee. Like, my husband, he calls me Clumsy Crystal, and I've just embraced it. Like, that is my, like, somebody said, oh, poor thing. No, it's it's kind of who I am. Like, I think God put that into my DNA and was like, this is just, this, you do you, girl, but you're going to be clumsy. Because I will put my travel mug in the, you know, the corner of my arm, and I've got it. And I'm like, okay. Then I pick up my bag, and then I'm like, okay, I got this thing and this thing. Then I'm walking out the door, and I'm like, oh, man, there's that sock I was looking for earlier. And I bend down to get it, and, oh, there goes my coffee. All over my shoes, all over my pants. This is the reason why I wear dark jeans and dark colors, because I spill my coffee so much. It is literally, I have rings by my car in the garage, and they're just like big brown spots from where I've spilt my coffee. Those aren't oil stains. That is from where I have spilt my coffee. So if you're a spiller too, we're right here together. Like we're, you know, two peas in a pod. Another thing we have in common is the ridiculous things that we do with grocery bags. And I know this is so silly, but just bear with me for a second, okay? Because I utilize curbside pickup, okay? I do it. And let me just say, I love H-E-B. I'm not paid to say that at all. I love H-E-B, okay? Just wanted to throw that out there. For people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you don't have H-E-B, I'm very sorry for you. If you're in another part of the country and you don't have H-E-B, I'm very sorry for you because this is my lifeline. I love curbside pickup, but I still have to carry my groceries from my car into my house and you will see me. I've got like 10 bags loaded up on each arm and I'm walking through like busting in the door with my foot, boosh, 
like a SWAT team, right? Because that's the only way I can open the door. My hands are completely full with these grocery bags. So if you've ever done that, or you've ever almost dislocated your arms because you're carrying so many groceries in at one time, we have that in common too. This one is just so funny to me because it's, y'all know exactly, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. When you have to redo your mascara or your eye stuff on your face because you forgot one eye. This is something we have in common, okay? When you're sitting there, you're doing your makeup, and then, oh, one of the kids needs something, you get distracted, then you forget about it, you go on about your day, and then someone sees you, and they put their hand up to their face, and they're, like, staring at you, and they say, what's different about you today? You say, what? Like, what's, it's my hair? Like, what's going on? They're like, no. Are you tired? Are you sick? Like, what? I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And you go look in the mirror. You realize you didn't put eyeliner or mascara on one of your eyes. You just, it just didn't happen. Ladies, I've been there more than once. And I look like a crazy person. That's just what it boils down to. That's, that is who I become on those days. And it's just, hey, Here's your motherhood card. Here you go. You're going to forget a lot of things. Welcome to the club. But on a more serious level, on a more serious note, I want to ask you a very serious question. Have you ever doubted your ability to be a good mom? I know you can't see me right now, but I have both of my hands raised in the air. I have doubted myself so much from day one, from the day that that stick said, hey, prego, you're going to be a new mama. I've doubted myself. And it comes and goes in waves. But if you have ever thought, I'm not good enough, I don't even know where to start. Other people make it look so easy. I'm a hot mess. If you've ever thought any of these things, then just come sit by me. We have so much to talk about and we have so much in common, more than you would ever realize. Because this is me. I've had these thoughts on so many occasions and this has been me. But now I want to talk about ways that we put pressure on ourselves. Because most of the time, ladies, we do this to ourselves We want to say, oh, society puts so much pressure on us and we have to do this and that. But no, no, ma'am. We do this to ourselves most of the time. And I'm going to give you five examples of ways that we put pressure on ourselves. So the first one is we have to have perfect children. Perfect. They have to wear matching outfits. Their hair needs to be done. They need to be on time. They need to have good grades. They need to be the best in sports. Da, 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 da. And the list goes on. We actually attended a school district. So y'all know, I've talked about this before. We've moved three times in four years. And one of our school districts had an award that was for no tardies. And I remember thinking what is this award? Like, why are the kids getting this award? Because that has nothing to do with the kids. I know if it were up to my kids, no, 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 it's not gonna happen. No. But that's an award for moms. Like, okay, that's a little bit of outside pressure, but why do we have to feel like 
our kid needs this award. Is that going to go on their resume when they go to college? I was never tardy because my mom always took me to school on time. No, stop worrying about this stuff, okay? Your kids aren't perfect. You aren't perfect. Don't make them be perfect. Another thing, the next one, which is a really big deal, and I have pictures for all of these things, and I wish you could see them, and I will put them in the show notes. But perfect homes. Imagine, since you can't see this picture, because I was very clear, this picture that I have is not of my house. It is blue teal cabinets, and it's just so HDTV perfect. Like, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's immaculate. It's fancy. It's clean. Hello. First clue, that is not my kitchen. All the things that are on my kitchen right now, I can tell you there is candy on there from a parade we recently attended. There's glow sticks. I mean, because it's, you know, who doesn't have glow sticks on their kitchen counter? I think that there's some Halloween decorations. There might be some syrup or oatmeal left over from breakfast that I haven't had the chance to scrub off of the counter yet. So that is my kitchen, okay? I don't have a perfect house. Actually, I'm that person. If you text me or call me and say, hey, I'll be there in 10 minutes, I'm the one I'm running, sprinting through the house like, okay, where, what are they going to see in this house? And I scoop everything up and I run to my closet and I like the SWAT team thing again, boosh, kick the door open and I throw everything in it and I shut the door. I will never forget the time that I heard the quote that this is why God made doors is for whenever people come and visit my house because I'm just going to shut them. This is why God invented doors was to keep the mess out because that's where it is. My house is not perfect. My house will never be perfect. And yours doesn't have to be either. I actually love the idea of Chip and Joanna Gaines. They are amazing people. But let's be honest. Here we were living our mediocre lives in our pretty decent homes. You know. They come in here with a shiplap and all the subway tile that you can handle. And all of a sudden, oh, they raise the bar. My house is no longer good enough, even though it's not even a year old. I think I need to knock this wall down and put in something where more natural light comes in. Or maybe I need to put in like 17 more trees in my house. That way I get the feel of nature. Like, guys, come on. Like, put, turn off the HGTV. Turn it off. I love you, Chip and JoJo. You're amazing. But guys, y'all are stressing everyone out. Out because now people think they have to have this perfect home, and you don't. You do not. Another way that we put pressure on ourselves is we have to have these perfect meals. As moms, you have this pressure oh, I need to have non GMO, organic, never store bought, always homemade. It must be made from scratch, it can't come from the grocery store, it has to be farm raised, and it has to have da da da. All this stuff. And we stress ourselves out. We basically are saying that McDonald's is radioactive. I'm not going to lie. I don't like McDonald's. I don't like to go eat there. However, we had Whataburger last night because we didn't have time to eat. We didn't. We were go, 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 go. Busy life with three kids. We went to Whataburger. I had a hamburger with french fries and it was delicious. You know what? Because we had to. 
because this is a busy life with kids. And it's okay. It's okay. You don't need to eat that all the time, but it's okay to do it every once in a while. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. One of the other ways, oh my goodness. So we've had perfect children, perfect homes, our perfect meals, and now our perfect marriages. I wish you could see this picture because it's just so funny and perfect and you have to go check out the show notes. You like how I said that? It's perfect because it's perfect for this imperfect talk, right? It is a picture of my husband and I. We went to Florida this past summer and one of the pictures, it's kind of like a time lapse, like there's three um, different pictures and the very first one is us and we look so happy and so cute. We're in our little matchy outfits and We're smiling and everybody just looks so happy. The beach is behind us. The waves are rolling in. It's just so cute. The next picture is us. We're kissing. My mom, she's the photographer and she's saying, oh, just kiss her. Like, it'll be, it'll be so cute. It'll be so fun. And I'm like, okay. So we take a picture of us kissing and it just looks like, you know, it's a magazine cover basically. I mean, I'm just waiting for people to call me and say, Hey, we want to put you on the cover. You look fabulous. Okay, I'm just totally kidding. I know that's not going to happen. But then the last picture is the one I really want to focus on because it's the second after we're done kissing in this picture, my husband is licking his lips because my hair, which has been down in this picture, has gone into his mouth and he basically looks like he's trying not to gag because he's like, here's hair in my face. I'm laughing at him. And guys, this is our marriage. Like, this is us. This is who we really are. Like, and he's probably squeezing, like, right under my ribs the entire time. Like, he's holding me and he's like, oh my gosh, like, are we done yet? Like, can we be done? Okay, the kids are throwing a fit. Like, where did Neelan go? That's our youngest. And we were definitely eyeing him the whole time. Like, he's not in the ocean, is he? Like, right, he's okay. And this was just like, it was so crazy. But with our marriages, We tend to look at other people like, oh, they just have this picture-perfect marriage. Why can't I have that? Guys, perfection does not exist. It does not exist. Seth and I are not perfect. You and your husband, you're not perfect. You never will be, okay? Sorry, I feel like this is tough love and I'm preaching at you, but it's the truth. And I want you to just accept that that is reality. Then, we have our perfect social media. You didn't know you had anything wrong with your body, did you? Until you started seeing, you know, Susie Q down the street just lost 700 pounds and she has rock hard abs, right? You didn't know that there was anything wrong with your home or with your kid's school or where you vacation. I mean, come on guys. Hello, Mexico, you can't just go to Cancun anymore and say, I had a fabulous time. You've got to go to Bali. you got to sit in a hammock looking at a volcano around this pool in a hut somewhere in Bali and say, this is paradise on social media, right? Like we put this insane pressure on all of these things that happen on social media and we do this comparison Like, well, if I don't have that, then my life isn't perfect. I'm lacking somewhere. Something is wrong with me because I don't have this life. And I'm saying, stop it. Just stop it with the comparison. 
because it will eat you alive. So I want to give you this picture. And like I said, this will be in the show notes. But I will just paint it for you visually. So we have this expectation. And what I've put up is a picture of me, my husband, and our three children. And we're on the beach. We're all holding hands. Like, my hair is all done and curled and fabulous. And by the way, it only looks like that a handful of times a year. So I am pretty proud of it. It does look really good. But we're walking towards the ocean. And we're like, oh, look at that family. They have their little white shirts on and their little khaki shorts. And everyone's got their shoes off. They got their toes in the sand. Oh, my goodness. This is just so cute. And it does. It makes my heart Super happy when I look at this picture because this is our expectation, right, of what our family should look like. (sighs) Then you have the reality. Now this picture is a picture of our family on the 4th of July. This is roughly three weeks after the picture-perfect family photo that we took on the beach. This picture, it still has all five of us. But I'm pretty sure my older two children have not bathed in at least two days because it was 4th of July. We were at my mother-in-law's house. We basically lived in the pool the entire time we were there. So I wasn't worried about the kids showering. Whatever. Have at it. It's summer. Who cares? And my middle son, Nicholas, has a Gatorade mustache. He's holding a blue Gatorade He's got this blue lip. He looks like he's just totally dazed and confused. Don't know what's going on. My older son, Noah, his hair is insane. It's so crazy all over the place. My husband's laughing and he's like, just take the picture, take the picture. Because I am holding our youngest son, Neelan, who will be three in December. And he's doing his thing. Remember we talked about throwing fits? He's literally dive bombing out of my hands and I'm holding him back like you can see my arm is like all flex because I'm trying to make sure I don't drop him I have the fakest smile on my face and I'm saying just take the picture I'm going to drop my son because this is reality this is what really happens this is the true story of life with kids so is perfection attainable that's a simple question Is it attainable? And my answer is no. My answer is absolutely no. It's not. But I want to move into what I'm calling story time. Okay? Because as God's perfect timing is, I was asked to come do this talk for this mops group. And the days leading up to it, I was reading through my devotional. I have a daily devotional journal. And of course, One of the days had exactly what I needed to hear as a mom. So I'm going to read it to you today in hopes that this message really hits home for you too. So it's called Knowing Where to Start by Renee Swope. A friend once said she wished she enjoyed being a mom as much as I do. The truth is, I haven't always enjoyed being a mom. For many years, a voice inside declared, I'm such a failure. I compared how I felt on the inside to how other moms looked on the outside, like they had it all together. I wondered how they pulled it off. Their children wore matching outfits and listened to them. Just a side note, guys. My kids don't always listen to me, so I definitely wanted to throw that in here. Anyway, continuing on with the story. 
I could barely get a shower, get my kids dressed, and get us out the door before lunch. One day, I came home from running errands with my two tired, fussy toddlers. I put them down for a nap and searched for pink construction paper so I could write, I quit on it. I had decided to hand my pink slip to my husband when he came home from work. Motherhood was just too hard, and I was tired of feeling defeated. That afternoon, I fell on my knees before God and choked out the words, I can't do this. In that place of surrender, God spoke encouragement into my weary heart. You're right. In your own strength, you cannot do this. But I am here with you. I will help you by giving you my grace, my promises, my mercy, and my power. Just when I was ready to quit, God showed me where to start. When I acknowledged I was a mess, God rescued me. He showed me that he had what it took all along for me to become the mother he has called me to be. So that is the end of the story time. But I want to ask you a really serious question. What is the cure for perfectionism? What is it? What do you think it is? Well, I'm going to give you my three daily practices that have helped me get over my perfectionism. The first step is perspective. The next is prayer. And the last one is gratitude. And I'm really going to dive deep into each one of these things, but I wanted you to just start thinking about them. Perspective, prayer, and gratitude. But how? How do we do this? How do we apply these things to our daily life to where they become habit and they're just something that we do automatically and we don't even have to think about? Perfectionism isn't even on our radar anymore. So the first one is let's get some perspective. And this story really kind of, it just hits home so hard for me and it's hard for me to tell but it's even Harder for me to hold it in and not share it because it's been so impactful in my life. So just bear with me as we get through this. But in order for me to get some perspective, I think back to a time whenever I had a three-week-old baby. Neelan, who is our youngest son, and he's the one that'll be three in December, he suffered from a really bad milk allergy. And when I say milk, I meant my breast milk. I was nursing him and I did not know what was going on. I actually had him in December and this was the same time as Christmas and family coming to visit and the holidays and having to just wear so many hats at that time of year. And he developed this allergy, which we didn't know it at the time, but he started crying uncontrollably in the middle of the night, all through the day. He would cry, I would cry, Seth would cry. We would basically tag team and say, here, you hold the baby while I go scream into this pillow because it was so hard. We didn't know what to do. We already had two kids, you know? we Like, the third one should be easy. This should be totally, like, simple. We should be able to do this. Come on, it's our third child. We can do this. But I just had to say, here, you take the baby, 
And I went into my bathroom. I pretended to be, you know, going to the restroom. And I just sat there and I cried. I cried so, so hard because I didn't know what else to do. And God laid on my heart. He said, you can do this. You know why you can do this? Because there are millions, millions of women out in the world that would kill to be holding a screaming, crying baby. They would kill to have a child of their own, one that they could hold in their arms. They might have just lost a baby, a brand new baby. They might have lost a pregnancy that they had prayed for for so, so long. They might have been trying to have kids for years and years and years, and it just was not going to happen. There are so many women who would love to be holding a screaming, crying baby. And that really gave me some perspective. And I've always thought about that whenever I'm very quick to complain about anything. When I think about God, I have to do laundry. I have to do this. I have to do that. No. You change those words from I have to to I get to. I get to fold laundry for my children because they are here. They are healthy. They are with me. I know people have been through some very tough, tough things. And they would love to fold messy clothes and get stains out of all of these things that they have to like things that I think are so big in my world and they're not at all there's so many people who would love to be exactly where I am right now today and they can't be so I have to get some perspective the next part of getting over perfectionism is praying every single day And I'm not one to sit here and tell you you need to be in church every Sunday, every Wednesday, anytime the doors are open, because that's not who I am. So I'm not going to tell you to do that. But I do pray every single day. Even if it's just a, God, please help me. Even if it's just, God, please don't let me spill my coffee and let me get to HEB on time. I mean, I know that sounds so silly and ridiculous, but it's true. Because the more I pray, the more I'm able to see the blessings that are around me. The more I'm able to see how much God has influenced me and touched my life every single day. Because I'm directly giving everything over to Him. I don't have to hang on to these things anymore. I don't have to hold on to this perfectionism of I have to have this house this way. I have to have these kids act a certain way. I hand it over and I just basically pull up my back up my dump truck to God and say, here, please take all of this because I cannot handle it. And you know what? My life has changed ever since I started doing that. I hand it over because I can't do it. And God knows it. And he says, thank you. Thank you for not holding on to this any longer. The other thing and what we're going to spend a little bit more time on today is keeping a list of gratitudes. So if you followed me for any time on my Instagram or Facebook, you've seen that I keep a journal and I keep a list of gratitudes. I actually have a journal that I've had for, I think going on two years. I might have started my third year already. I'm not sure, but it's one single notebook. And every day I write the words, 
today I'm grateful for dot, dot, dot. And I write three things that I'm grateful for every single day. Some people say, oh, you need to write 10 things you're grateful for, 20 things. You always need to be looking for something you're grateful for. For me, I've been consistently for a few years now, not a few weeks, not a few months, for several years now, I've been able to write three things every single day that I'm grateful for. Because it shifted my perspective on what I really have when I look at what I'm grateful for. So a lot of this actually started... um, I started keeping a gratitude journal around the time that my nephew was diagnosed with leukemia. And I never would have sat down and wrote in a journal, I'm grateful for healthy children because I didn't realize I needed to say I was grateful for that until there were children surrounded me that weren't healthy. There was a, you know, my little nephew who was bald and going to chemo and having routine treatments when he was just two years old. And to watch my healthy two-year-old not have to go through that, man, it was just a shift in perspective. And I was grateful every day. And today, I'm super grateful that that little dude rang his bell in October saying that he is cancer-free. I'm grateful for that. And I'm happy to say that I can go back and see where I was grateful for all the other things that have come from years, years. And it's life-changing to be able to see the gratitude that surrounds us every single day and the blessings that we have in our lives every single day. But now we're going to have a fun exercise. So if you're working, if you're jogging, sorry, not if you're working, if you're working out or if you're driving, you can't do this exercise. You can hit pause and you can come back to it later or you can listen to what we're about to do and, you know, hang out with us later. But you cannot do this while you're driving. This is my full disclaimer. But we're going to do a fun writing exercise. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to think back to the first of the talk whenever we were talking about titles that we hold, our personal titles, our professional titles, all of our parenting titles, all these things. We're going to take a deep breath and we're going to take all of those titles away and we're going to be vulnerable like really vulnerable for the next few minutes you are not a wife you are not a mother you're not a sister you're not a daughter you're not a friend you're not any of these things for the next few minutes you are only a child of God And I want you to write down all the ways that you are trying to be perfect.
Okay, so I've given you a few minutes to write everything down and I want you to look at your list. You might have two things written down. You might have two notebooks written down saying, gosh, I didn't realize I was putting all this pressure on myself. I want you to look at all those titles, all those ways, everything that you feel where you feel not good enough, where you're trying to be perfect and you're falling short. And I want you to give yourself permission to be good enough. I want you to be able to say, you know what? I may not be perfect in these areas, but I'm trying and I'm doing a good enough job and that's okay. And then our next exercise is, you guessed it, I want you to write down three things that you're grateful for today. Just three things. Just, you can even write today's date. Today, I'm grateful for dot, dot, dot. And then write one, two, three. And you could put coffee, H-E-B, healthy kids. Done. But I want you to write down three things you're grateful for today. And I want you to look at your list. Is this something you could do every day? Can you start writing a gratitude journal all the time? I'm telling you, these things will change your life for the better. And I wanted to share a quote by William Arthur Ward. And it just hit me right in all the right places. And I hope that it really hits you the same way too. Gratitude can transform common days into thanksgivings. Turn routine jobs into joy and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. So guys, like gratitude can transform common days. That's today. It can transform your entire outlook on life by doing this one thing. It can turn it into a thanksgiving. You're so grateful to be alive today. It can turn your routine jobs like driving the kids around or folding laundry or doing dishes. You can say, I get to do this for my family because they're here and they are healthy. And it can change ordinary opportunities into blessings. This podcast, this talk, this is an ordinary opportunity, but it is a blessing to me because this is what I want to do with my life. I want to bring messages like this to women like you. I want to be able to speak to you about these amazing things and give you hope. So yes, this is an ordinary opportunity being turned into a blessing for me. And I thank you so much for listening to me today. And I want to say thank you for letting me share my imperfections, and all the messy stuff of my life because it's here, guys. I'm not perfect. I will never say that I'm perfect. First of all, I am a recovering perfectionist and I'm very strict about my perfection and how it's seen in the world because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I am perfectly imperfect. But y'all, that does it for episode 17 Remember to check out the show notes and you can see all these ridiculous pictures that I have and just all the things like where you can find me and ways that we can connect. Because guys, like I said, this is my passion is connecting with other women and bringing these messages to you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. Make sure and leave a review and check out 
all of the awesome content we have on the blog. But stay tuned for next week's show. And remember, keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. 